What's going on, One Pride? It is Tyler Roke from Tyler's Take on YouTube, and I welcome you into the Lions Lounge tonight. Tonight I'm flying solo, but that is okay. We'll keep a uh, short episode tonight. But I am just super stoked about this Lions team, and I had to come share it with y'all. I had to hook in, had to share my new microphone. Man, listen to this thing. This is crisp. It is awesome. I love this. And if you're considering getting a podcast started, you should look no other than the Rode PodMic microphone. This thing is sweet. It is $100 on Amazon. If you can afford it, I would do it. I have some other microphones that are in the $20, $30, and $40 range that just do not have the sound quality of this. So go get it. I was not paid to do that. Just to let you know, I was just showing you my excitement for new technology. You can also check out my technology that I review on Tyler's Take product reviews on YouTube. Go check that out. But enough plugs for me, man. Let's look at this team. Holy cow. I And I'm hoping everybody, which I'm assuming they did, any sort of fan of the Lions is going to grab onto the uh, Lions Den or the new edition that they had out the other day, the episode three. I believe it was Sunday evening. Wow. The raw emotion that you see from that coaching staff is phenomenal. I love it. It is so different. It is so pure and emotional and just so cool to see. Over the last four or five years, it's just been horrible. I mean, you can't pull anything out of these guys that we had in the previous regime and the other players and things like that. You could just feel the unhappiness. You could just feel that they were beaten up and they didn't know what to do and they were confused or it was just scripted. Everything was scripted. This year is completely different. It's off the cuff. You've got laughter and enjoyment and goofing and joking and helmets on football players and coaches and stuff like that. I'm talking racing helmets. And you have the media looking at us like we're goofy. Well, you know what? We need that goofy. We do. We need it. We've had such a strategic beatdown. Like, I think it was purposeful. I mean, you had some really good years there in the Caldwell years. I mean, as far as Lions standards go, but you had some good years there. Three out of four last years of, of Caldwell, they were nine and seven. So you look at this team and you go, man, they could be a four and, let me do the math quickly here, four and 13 team or a five and 12 team. But you know what? Who cares? Because this is fun. You're going to watch this team grow. You're going to watch free agents that want to come here again. You know, there were free agents that wanted to come play for Caldwell because of the type of coach Caldwell was. And he's completely different than what Dan Campbell is. Dan Campbell is a player's coach as well, in my opinion. Because one, he was there. He fought in the trenches with a lot of these guys. He had a pretty darn good career for his type of tight end. So... It's just a different atmosphere. People respect him. And the coaching staff that he brought in, every single one of them, most of them, have played. And they played a lot of years. They weren't these one- or two-year guys. So they know the gridiron. They know the blood, sweat, and tears that have to go in there. It's not like, you know, I mean, you may play high school sports or, or you know, Pop Warner or into college a little bit, and, and you may not have ended up becoming a professional athlete you have that idea but when you are a professional athlete playing at that speed playing at that level and and the amount of time that you have to put in year in and year out of your contract and of your career that is a beat down 
And so if you can have a coach that can relate to you as a player, on a player level, not somebody who comes in and just assumes that they know what's going on, or somebody who's played very little ball. You know, it's like me going in there and trying to coach these players. I would coach them more so as human beings, you know, not cut them down in front of their peers like our previous coaching regime, assuming that the accusations were true. But it's also nice to be able to see the pundits, I'm going to call them, in the national media that are bashing this team because they're trying to have a little bit of a, a, a fun atmosphere built. They should. They know this. They know what they were under Patricia. The Lions are always the scapegoat of the NFL. Not saying they're the only. I'm just saying they're always a part of that. And I'm hoping that this changes. There are some writers out there, NFL writers now, that are basically saying, you know what, you better get on this Dan Campbell train. And you know what? I'm already on this thing, man. This thing, when this was first announced that he was hired over some of the other candidates that were pretty much thrown out there, it was a little like, okay, really? You're going to hire Dan Campbell? Okay, but, you know, this guy's available and this guy's available and they have, you know, a decent track record with their teams and, you know, they can get the most out of them. But then you look back and you sit there and go, okay, you know what? This signing is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And, I, you know, and maybe it's just me being this, this fan that wants to will this team to victory so badly. You know, I've, I've followed this team since probably the 1997-98 season. Actually, it was probably a little bit before, but I mean, truly follow this team. And I was probably 11, 12. So being sitting here as a 36-year-old and watching what's going on, I feel like that 12-year-old again, just getting into the game, learning the game, things like that. And I feel like this is a different year. And that's the moniker of a Lions fan is, you know what? It'll be better next year. It'll be better next year. But it never does. You get those, you know, those glimpses or those high hope seasons to where you're like, you know what, they're turning the corner, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's a 7-9 and nine season, and they're out of the playoffs. Or, you know, the infamous, oh, we're robbed by the referees. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to get into that, but we are. So I'm hoping that this culture can change. Now, it's going to take a while. These Lions have to prove, not necessarily the players, yes, the players, but the coaches as well, they have to prove to the rest of the league that they are in this to fight. And I feel like they are. And I'm really wondering, too, and, and please um, write to me on Twitter, at Tyler Roke on Twitter. Please do. Um, send me DM, Send me direct uh, uh, an at or, or, you know, something. Contact me in a way and let me know if I'm wrong. But I keep likening this team to a different sport. Look at those Pistons. How many of you sat down and went, man, they're going to lose this game? But you know what? That was a fun game to watch. Yeah, they lost by 10, but they lost by 10 to one of the better teams in the league. They held their own. They actually had a lead of maybe 10 to 12 points in that game, and they just fell apart a little bit because they are young. But the nice thing is, is the new GM there knows what he's doing. He's allowing these young players to play. You swap the entire team outside of one. Thank you, Sekou, for sticking around, and I hope that you know your attitude can stay in there and you can become something really big in this league. But think about it. If you can flip this roster, I mean, I know we've got some really great players at some awesome positions. I mean, you look at the offensive line. That offensive line is a strength to our standards. Now, they need to go out and prove it. I'm not saying they are an instant top five, you know, 
line or a top 10 line by any means. I'm not. I want to. But they have to go out as players and professionals and prove us, prove to us and to the league that, you know what, we're pretty darn good. Now, based on track record with some of these players and some of the guys that they brought in from the, the previous drafts, they're probably going to be just fine. And Mr. Swift is going to love it. And uh, Mr. Williams also is going to love it. But I, I just think, and, and tell me if I'm wrong with that, the whole Pistons analogy, but if you can flip a roster and do it correctly and play the guys that need to play, get your best players on the field, whether they are 19 or they are 39. Who cares if they are your best players out there? I mean, you are literally flipping Trey Flowers from an edge rusher, hand-in-the-dirt rusher, to a stand-up linebacker now, which you're probably going to rush quite a bit with him, but you're also going to drop him in coverage. I guarantee they will. I mean, I think he has some athleticism there. I wouldn't have him cover every time, but and I think he can do it, but he's 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 one of your better players. I mean, at least by contract standards and, and what we hope he can be. But he's not a slouch of a player. You're also doing the same thing with Romeo Quara just to get him on the field more often. He is your best pass rusher right now, and he proved that with the deal that he got this offseason. So if you can get your best players on there, Tracy Walker is another example. You know, the, the scheme is built for him and uh, Dean Marlowe and those split safeties that they're going to be doing, the ones where they can be in the box and kind of look back and, and you're watching the quarterback and free float. I mean, we've had schemes similar to that, maybe not necessarily called a split safety role, but you've had those guys sit back there and play. Think of Glover Quinn. He was that guy that could be up in the box and pop you in the mouth, but he could also be that guy that's going to float back there, bait you, and then take it to the house. Played true center field. But he, again, he could go in there and, and play with the big boys to stop the run as well. So I, I just think now knowing what type of players you have, which is what Patricia was supposed to do, he was supposed to be that genius that could get the best out of every player on this team. I guarantee, and I'm going to put this out there, I'll probably be beaten up for it, but I guarantee we're going to see a handful of players. I can't name them because I think everybody can make a step up on every part of this team, but I guarantee you're going to have a lot of players completely flip their game around. Had a horrible year last year. Tracy Walker is going to lead that pack because you're going to play to his strengths. But I think you're going to look at the rookie last year of uh, Quintus Cephas. I think he's going to be a little bit more involved. He may not get a ton of catches or a ton of, ton of throws his way. But his catch percentage when he targeted or his QBR or whatever rating it was that was out there, he was number one ac across the board uh, against all receiver rookies out there last year. I think he had a 120 point something. Correct me if I'm wrong. Again, send me a message with that. But... Yeah, I just, you know, the excitement here, or even looking at TJ Hawkinson, who had a pretty darn good year last year, is more than likely going to outperform that by quite some margin. Um, not necessarily saying he's going to be the focal point of the offense, but I wouldn't complain if he was. That guy needs the targets. That guy needs to utilize the size and the speed and the catching ability that he has. Just needs to stay on his feet when the ball is thrown his way, but, you know, sometimes it calls for that, but not every time. 
I think DeAndre Swift is going to take a big step up too because the coaching staff believes in him. He may not be the quote-unquote featured three down back because you need to utilize the other running backs that you have to save the, and, and create that longevity, longevity for Swift. You know, we've seen so many pretty decent running backs come through Detroit, but they don't last very long because they're injury-prone because you run them into the turf. One, I mean, obviously production in college can hurt them as well, so, you know, you have to look that as well. But, you know, one back that I really loved as a Lion was Kevin Smith. And that guy was so beaten down in college that it, it really showed in the pros. But if he could have stayed any any sort of uh, increase in healthy uh, healthiness or, you know, health factor or whatever, I can't speak because I'm getting excited here, but just talking about him, but... Um, being able to stay healthy, available, and all of that jazz, he could have had a better career than what he did. And, you know, you look at, I mean, Kevin Jones had some injury history. I mean, we brought in James Stewart. He had injuries. Um, we just, uh, Javid Best is a, a clear example there. Uh, when Reggie Bush was signed, he had some injuries here too, but he was a phenomenal signing, in my opinion. A lot of people have their own opinions on Reggie Bush, but he did very, very well here. Uh, Joey Bell, again, was another guy. But, you, you, you know, the, these these long-term running backs just aren't there anymore. You don't have the nine, ten seasons of a running back anymore, at least in Detroit. I just I just think you're going to see a full 180 on a lot of these players. Jeff Okuda is another one. Now, he should because it's year two. The, the speed of the game is a little different. Uh, the pandemic is going to be treated a little differently because it's not as new. Uh, Amani Owarie is going to have another step up here, in my opinion. Now, it's his second uh, regime. It's his second scheme to learn. But if they're playing to their strengths, he should have a breakout year. Will Harris. Obviously, they did not upgrade the safety position at all. You know, so Will Harris should see some decent amount of playing time, and I'm hoping that we see something with him with that split safety role. Or what do they do with him? I, I, you know, another storyline that I'm really looking forward to this year, what are we going to do with the receivers? How well does Amon Ra St. Brown do in our scheme? I think he's going to do phenomenally. He may need to work on kind of his uh, projection off of his routes. You know, what does he what get rid of those telling signs that might... I mean, if you look at um, or go watch Lomas, Breaking Bread with Lomas and Herman, you know, they were explaining certain things that he did with his arms that was a dead giveaway that he's breaking outside versus inside. Or it's going to be a comeback route or whatever it may be. You know, so these coaches are going to get the best out of these players. And I think it's going to be so cool to watch. And I honestly think that Jeff, or, uh, Jeff Okuda, yeah, we talked about him. Yeah, I got him in my mind. But I really think Jared Goff is going to have a decent year. Okay? he He's a Super Bowl caliber starting quarterback based on what we saw. Now, I know it's a team game. I know defense wins championships. I know that. But you still have to have a guy that can sling the ball to those receivers that are open, right? This guy's 26 years old, going on 27. This guy has won ton of games in the league already maybe not by himself but again you have to have somebody driving the ship and he's the guy that's doing it he was a number one draft pick for a reason folks okay let's cut jared goff some slack the guy has never thrown a pass in a live game for the detroit lions 
He has never thrown a pass in this scheme in a live game against an opponent. Okay? So when you look at minicamp and you look at OTAs and you look at these mandatory camps and things like that, and you see a one for six, yeah, that's a telling sign that he had a bad day. But that doesn't mean he's going to be a horrible quarterback, you know, because the day before he was seven of nine. So I, I just look at it like, let's give this guy a chance. Let's ride him. I think we have a lot of people in our fan base that are for Jared Goff. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not calling everybody, you know, a, a, a Jared Goff basher. But let's give this guy a chance. All we've known is Stafford for the last 12 years, okay? Phenomenal quarterback. Hands down one of the best arms we've ever seen in this league. Hands down one of the best arms we've seen on this team. And just such a genuine person in general. But it's it's hard as a fan to have 12 years of that and just have it switch overnight like it did. Now, but you're getting a good quarterback. He's getting some bad raps in the NFL with his positioning. And you know what? Good. Sleep on him. Let him play to what he wants to. Let him not be that guy that has to be that top 10 quarterback. I feel like there's more pressure on Stafford right now to go win the the Rams a championship. And there should be. He's going into year 13. I mean, he should be. Should be. So... You know, he should be like, okay, I'm top five quarterback now because I'm on the Rams. I got to win. Jared Goff is going, I'm in a retool, rebuild, re-whatever, revamp mode of the Lions. I'm going to go out and ball out. And you know what? We may get some wins for that. We may get some wins against some caliber teams that we weren't supposed to win against. So this is just, I am so excited. I cannot wait to get the football. I don't want to rush this summer away. But I cannot wait for that first preseason game. I cannot wait for that first season game. I cannot wait to hopefully get into the playoffs again. Probably not this year. We've got a pretty darn brutal schedule. But guess what? Every team in this league is built to win any given Sunday. So, except for the, you know, the year that we didn't win any. But, I'm just saying, this team is different. It is a good thing. And you know what? If it doesn't work, what else is new, right? (laughs) You know, then I will say, let's go blame the ownership. But I'm telling you what, with Sheila Ford-Hamp at the helm and the coaching staff that they've built around this team for her is going to be one of the better teams, I feel, in the next three to four years. And they may shock some people this year or next year with what they can do. Don't feel like this team's going to get blown out every week. I don't feel like they're going to lay down on offense when they, you know, give up a scoring drive. This coaching staff will get the most out of these players, and these players are gonna thrive off of it. They are going to thrive. But join me, man. Join me, guys. Join me, girls. Let's let's ride this train. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Sam Jordan on Twitter, JordanSam99. Follow Jack Jordan, JJordan2015. Follow us. Get on that uh, The Lions Lounge 1 Twitter handle. Follow us on Anchor app, 
the Lions Lounge podcast. Search for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of those fun podcast apps. Just give us a search. Check us out on YouTube. We're going to try to get on live streaming uh, through StreamYard. I'd like to get on board with some of the fans out there and, and, and do some interviews and some live reactions and things like that with y'all. Check us out on some other platforms. Share us. I, I feel the love already. Let's grow it, guys and uh, gals, and let's just get this season kicked off. Let's, let's do this thing the right way, and let's just have some fun. Let's just watch these teams and have some fun. Screw the disappointments this year. Let it go. Let it go, man. Let's just have some fun. And as always, Sam, sorry I'm not here to mess it up, but go Lions and one pride.